Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Action Comics number 341. Cover date, September 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artists Kurt Swan and George Klein. Edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring Superman vs. Super Clark Kent. Written by Otto Binder. Art by Al Plastino. And a Hall of Fame classic, Supergirl in The Four Helpless Heroes, written by Jerry Siegel, art by Jim Mooney. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go, go. Once I believed that when love came to me, it would come with rockets, bells, Diabolical mastermind Baron X steals several atomic warheads to blackmail the world. To prove his intent, he detonates one of the warheads on an uninhabited island. Superman tries to stop the explosion, but he fails to arrive in time. When the blast dissipates, he sees Clark Kent standing next to him. Meanwhile, after helping another orphan get adopted, Linda Lee, secretly Supergirl, wishes that something exciting would happen. Careful what you wish for, Linda. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. didn't I have an exciting night? What? Well, I was a secret agent in a giant uh, Lego-themed resort, the Legos being proportionate in size to an adult human male. Okay. Multicolored? Multicolored, yes. It had different themed areas. It's sort of from the outside. It looked like Mont Saint-Michel in France. Okay. Uh, but different areas. Of course, I was spying, so I was trying to find all the hidden tunnels and everything. Tell me more. Well, I was tracking the wait staff because I thought that they were spies. So I was like 
blending in, pretending I was a waiter. Right, 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 right. Which right. I've never been a waiter, so it was a hard lift for oh. me. But I have trod the boards. <laughs> so I'm good at improvising and acting. And right. All that sort of stuff. Right. Well, you? and also being a waiter means you're just paying attention to everything that's going on around you. Right. And you know what else? Being a good actor. You're just in the moment. You are responding appropriately to whatever is given to you. Yes. And uh, taking drink orders. Well, you could practically write a book about what happened to me. Do tell. Well, I dreamt that you and I owned a, let's say, a, a beach rental, uh-huh. a beach vacation home, a yeah. lovely beach vacation rental. Um, very airy and light, wonderful furniture and such. And we were, <laughs> funny coincidence, we were taking naps. Um, uh-huh. And we woke up because we heard someone coming into the rental. So we got up, and it turns out it's a woman from my church. Mm-hmm. And she has laid out all over the kitchen these boxes of uh, decoration, table decorations and linens and such like that. So I don't know what's going on, but you know, clearly they're all in need of cleaning and polishing. I, and, and for some reason, I'd, I have no idea what's going on, except that you get right to work and you take silverware and you're putting it in these places around the kitchen. And you're putting this silverware uh, into the drawers, but not the drawers themselves, into rings in front of the drawers that are affixed to the front of the drawers. So they look like little little bouquets of silverware, right? That is classic me. Just like you, exactly. So then we, uh, the next thing you know, we're at this big get, uh, banquet, banquet uh, right. for uh, John King, who is a member of my church that passed away for whom I, I sang at his funeral recently, and I sang this beautiful song uh, in Irish, in, in Gaelic. Yep. Um, and so uh, it was a celebration for his birthday, and we all started singing. They said, well, with this program and everything, we're going to sing the blessing, sure, right? So they yeah. said, let's get the cantor to sing the blessing. Right. Uh-huh. So I said, okay, so I start, we're going to sing the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, you know, sure. The standard sort of chanted one, you know? So we go... Our Father who art in heaven. Then everybody joins in. Hallowed be thy name. Then things get crazy. They all stay, all start wiggling about and dancing, put their hands in there, go, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then the music come, the organ comes on, and they're like, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. And then they go, they go, they go, For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And then I look down, and there's three amens printed in the program. They're going, Amen, Amen. And they're all waving their hands in there. And I look around and the woman's in the organ. She goes, Boom. And they're like, And I'm just sitting there going, What the hell just happened? And then I woke up. So it wasn't exactly like a Sister Janet Mead situation. No, it definitely wasn't uh, in minor. Okay. And it wasn't a lot. It was just, it was bizarre. And everybody knew to do it but me. Wow. Yeah. Uh, who was on the organ? Ethel Smith? Funny enough, her Tico Tico can't be beat. Barbara King, the his his widow, or rather his wife that pre... pre yeah. Uh, pre... What is it? Pre-deceased? Pre-deceased him, him in by 10 years. Huh. Yeah. She looks great. Well, sure. <laughs> organ for keeps. a woman who's been dead for 10 years, she looks fantastic. 
Um, well, I can't top that. Yeah. However, I'm taking the collar off the ball. Yes, here. please do, because once the collar stops jingling, what do you hear? Tail. Tail. Besides that, Chupuck snoring. Besides that, what? No one is mowing. Oh, that's right. Well, that's because it's 100,000 degrees outside. It's too darn hot. Yes. Um, you know what else is hot? Why? Thermonuclear weapons. Yes. I hope no one steals all of them from America and holds us hostage. Oh, wait. That's exactly what's about to happen. That's going to happen. Written by Otto Binder, whose birthday was two days ago on August 26th. We should also mention that today, August 28th, is the birthday of Jack the King Kirby, Kirby. who at this point in history is, of course, working for Marvel Comics. Won't work for DC for a few years when he takes over Jimmy Olsen. Oh. And uh, speaking of Otto Binder, whose name I am pronouncing correctly, I've got an important update on the Infantino. Listen up, listeners. Bruba Sean from the Cinema Chop Shop podcast texted me the other day. Did he? He can confirm after meeting Carmine in 1998, he pronounced his last name Infantino. After meeting him, he signed uh, Bruba Sean's The Flash number one Silver Age reprint. Also, he was rather brusque. <laughs> Stark <laughs> contrast to Julia Schwartz and George Perez. R.I.P. Rest in peace. To all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am... Uh, vindicated. Vindicated at last. Take that, Internet. Right. So I'm going to go back to saying Infantino. Actually, I was saying Infantino, but I'll oh. correct my pronunciation. Because you too. have it on good authority. Uh-huh. That, that is how he pronounced his name to our friend in person. Yes, correct. Also, you should just listen to Cinema Chop Shop. It's uh, a lot of fun. Yep. Anyway, you know what's incredible? That we're still doing this podcast after all these years. Yes. Besides that. Okay, let's segue into the comic. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible that Superman and Clark Kent are fighting a battle on the cover of Action Comics number 341. They're hurling antique cannonballs at one another. Like at the Battle of Sharpsburg. Yes. And fantastically, Clark Kent uh, has all of Superman's superpowers. Of course, we know that Clark Kent is Superman, but here they are together on the same cover, two different individuals. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought this was going to be some kind of a transporter accident or something like on the turnabout intruder on Star Trek. Oh, I knew from the very start something was up. Oh, did you? No, like, not like, oh, obviously something is up. It's like, no, it's only a matter of time before we find out that this is an imposter. Well... We'll see. We'll see. Great moods of Krypton. This character not only looks like me, dressed as Clark Kent, he has all my superpowers too. He's actually my other identity, and he wants to destroy me. Look, on that island, is it a rock and roll duet? (laughs) Is it a shot put match? No, it's two supermen engaged in a life or death struggle. How can the Man of Steel and his other self exist at the same time? And who will win this combat between the most evenly matched contestants in history? Read the saga of Superman, Superman versus Super, Super Clark, Clark Kent. Kent. We open this story in a remote underground vault where America's stockpile of nuclear bombs is kept. 
that's right. All of America's nuclear arsenal is kept in one underground room. <laughs> no, it doesn't say the stockpile. Oh, it says, yeah, America's yeah, America stockpile, stockpile oh, yes, of nuclear yes. bombs. Well, one would, if you were examining that from a grammatical uh, point, you would say that's it. That's all the nuclear bombs. That's where they're kept. Anyway, a gang of giant robots burst in, which I approve 100%. Oh, absolutely. You can't beat a giant robot. Uh, has the robot apocalypse begun? I don't see the metal men there. Oh, so certainly they're not involved. Mm -hmm. And if there's no metal men, it means no one's screaming at the top of their lungs. <laughs> there is an alarm. Woot, woot, yeah. woot, woot. The robots make off with all of the H-bombs. Those are hydrogen bombs, thermonuclear weapons, which, of course, as you know, have never been used in warfare. Because uh, we'd be dead if they had. Okay. Um, elsewhere... Well, so this wasn't all of America's weapons because elsewhere a missile site is raided by similar mechanical marauders. And at every airfield where sack-loaded bombers are ready for takeoff in case of an enemy missile attack, all the bombs are being taken. Mm -hmm. Soon, the gold alert phone rings at the White House. I wonder if that's a true thing. I didn't look it up. Well, okay, let's not get political. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I see where you were going with that. Yeah. Uh, well, they've informed the president that the atomic stockpile is gone. And uh, they got to get a message to Superman in Metropolis. Yeah. At the Daily Planet offices, because your first call is going to be to the Daily Planet. Of course. Uh, America's greatest newspaper. Yes. Perry sends Clark and Lois off to search for Superman. Luckily. I love that he exclaims, great Caesar's ghost. That's his uh, trademark I saying. No, I just love it so much. Uh, he orders his two top reporters to go find Superman. You'd think after all this time, Perry White would have a signal watch or something that he could contact Superman. He's sure. going to get the AP wire first. Well, Superman's always on the pages, and he's always on the pages because of his two excellent reporters. And, of course, his cub reporter, Jim, Jimmy Jimmy and his pal. Uh, yeah, but... It's just happenstance that Clark happens to be in the office. Yeah, what would happen if they weren't there? Right. What would he do? Yell from his office? Right. Someone get my Superman right away! That's what I'm saying. Mm. Um, anyway, I mean, I suppose he could get Jimmy on the line and have him do a signal watch, but it seems like an awful lot of stuff and nonsense. Does just, Perry know that Jimmy has a signal watch? I think everyone knows that. Okay. But, of course, nobody knows that Clark is Superman. Right. So Superman, of course, changes to, well, Clark changes to Superman. <laughs> Meanwhile, a powerful signal bounces off the Telstar satellite and cuts in on all radio broadcasts. Attention, America. This is Baron X. I guess X is short for X. You may have your nuclear bomb back if you pay my price. Otherwise, I will launch worldwide destruction. To prove I mean business, watch your TV screens. So this is a very dangerous gambit by Baron X because if he's only stolen America's weapons, think of what the Soviet Union could do at this moment. They oh. could take this moment to strike without impunity. Exactly. Um, TV signals are then relayed through space to announce that in 10 seconds, the uninhabited island of Balya will be annihilated by an H-bomb planted there by Baron X. Here goes 10, 9, 
Hey. Superman says, Balia Island is the south is in the South Pacific. Can I reach it in time to prevent the blast? Seven. Six. Okay, God, yes. Five. <laughs> he should be there by four. Now. Three. Two. <sighs> one. Zero. That's a bold move to include a zero as an integer in your countdown. <laughs> Superman missed it by that much. And Balia is destroyed. The entire island is wiped off the face of the earth. Yep. Most powerful H-bomb blast of all time. The map makers will have to scratch one island. I'm glad Superman's first thought is of the poor map makers. Mm -hmm. Not of the uh, atomic waste that's going to be spread all over the South Pacific. And all the poor people that are going to be affected by it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess he could just suck it up into his lungs and expel it in space. Oh, sure. Uh, Anyway, when the dust clears, what does Superman see? On this little chunk of remaining island. Floating in the air? Is that what it is? It's it looks like it's like been jettisoned up into the sky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Clark Kent standing beside him. Right. Uh, that's ridiculous, Superman says. I'm Clark. You see? You see? Here's my civilian outfit in my cape secret pouch. Did you know he had a secret pouch in his cape? I did not. Did you? Yeah. Okay. That's common knowledge if you know where to listen. Hmm. Um, he compresses his Clark Kent clothes mm -hmm. and tucks them in a little pocket there in his okay. cape. Okay. He's, he's done that since he was a boy. Okay. Uh, now, Clark's going to prove that he's the genuine article by displaying some super strength and clopping Superman over the head with a tree trunk that also survived the explosion. This is what I said. This is no way that this is a, you know, a crazy duplicate kind of accident when he hit him. Yeah. I was like, no. Why? Because the very first action that, that um, duplicate Superman disguised as Clark Kent does is an attack, is an action of brutality, of violence towards the other Superman. Yeah. No. I actually liked that touch because I imagined that if I were split into two people, identical people, that I would just be a dick to myself. Oh, I figured the first thing you'd do would be to fix the other guy's hair. To say, I know, I've always wanted to do this. Let's, let's play with different hairstyles. <laughs> okay, and then the second thing I would do. Yeah. But I would couch it in, like, your hair looks like crap. Yes. Let's fix that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah don't you think? You, you could be as critical to yourself as you want it to be. I don't know. I might want to try to make out with myself. Girl, gross. Oh, like, no one thought of that. <sighs> You're not a teenager anymore. <laughs> God, don't I know it? <laughs> what was that show? Oh, the Time Traveler's Wife. Then he did. Oh yeah, he did make out with. He did, he did more. He yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> Great Scott, Superman tosses a boulder right back at Clark Kent. He's not going to take any guff from him. He uses the word trickery. <laughs> I love the word trickery. Still might be clever trickery. Uh, Clark Kent demonstrates his flying power. Mm -hmm. uh, he dives into the bottom of the ocean. He sits on the bottom of the ocean and then wrestles with some sharks. Yep, he gets bit by a shark. And this is another thing. What? Well, notice that uh, Clark Kent, let's just call him Super Clark Kent. Okay? Super Clark, yeah. Super mm -hmm. Clark, Clint, Clark Kent is in the, the second thing that he does to prove his strength is to engage in some sort of action that harms something. The shark loses its teeth. The shark breaks its teeth, and that's fine. We know that sharks actually grow their teeth in rows, and the teeth fall out often when they are uh, um, 
that's why they have rows of teeth, so mm-hmm. they can grow them back. But then he hits the other one, yeah. brushes it aside like a mere mosquito. Sure. Superman wouldn't do that. He might push it aside, He might, but not hit it. You're looking, and he's actually hitting the thing. And then he commences with throwing cannonballs at Superman. Yeah. This is not the duplicate Superman. I've seen Superman juggle elephants. That can't be good for the elephants. Oh, I guess it wouldn't be good for the elephants. Well, we also agree that Superman is a dick. Dick. And remember, didn't he, like, take a lion and throw it into orbit recently? <laughs> oh, my God. Really? A Man. lion. A living lion. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or he, like, tricked it with a tree branch and flung the, flicked the tree branch so it flew off into the distance. You know I don't pay attention to anything we do on this podcast. I know you don't. Bless your heart. Now... Clark Kent flies off, and Superman's got one more trick up his sleeve. He's going to examine the fingerprints that were left behind on one of these cannonballs. And great listener, stars. Listener, he has the foresight and the vision and the excellence of vision and the ability to read the fingerprints on the cannonball. Mm-hmm. Which exactly match his own. Remember that later on. Somehow, it's unbelievable, but that powerful nuclear blast must have split me into twins, one being my secret identity with my street clothing duplicated. Why wouldn't the street clothing have been burned off? Well, if I recall correctly, Clark Kent's... That's the reason he only wears a blue suit with a red tie, is because his clothes are chemically treated somehow so that they won't be destroyed if he's hit by a... Missile, or if he has to fly at super speed in his You have an answer for everything, don't you? I do. Mm-hmm. You're like a Accurate. superhero encyclopedia. It, yes. Or, well, I should say, like one of our average listeners. Yes. Yes. Also, if I don't know the answer, I just make it up. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But I'm pretty sure there is some kind of treatment on his clothes. I mean... I know that there's an explanation for why he only wears blue suit. When you compare thought. my knowledge of comics and how things work in that universe versus that of our average listener, mm-hmm. I, I am adult. No, you just haven't been exposed enough yet. <laughs> We're working on it. Um, but don't worry, Superman... Clark Kent says, Super Clark Kent, since I'm your own duplicated self, I'm just as anxious as you are to find Baron X and his stolen H-bombs. Let's split up and search for him. Right, uh, uh, Clark. So after many hours of scouring the Pacific, Superman says, no no luck. Even my supervision can't spot Baron X's secret hideaway, which is really unusual. Um, I'll have to report the bad news to the White House. Yep. (laughs) Off he flies. I love this. I do enjoy what's next. Presumably this is President Johnson, though we don't get a close-up of his face. Um, President says, buck up, Superman. The world is a big place to search, even for you. And if you can't locate Baron X, neither can anyone else. Excuse me while I clean my glasses. <laughs> what's that strange sound? I will observe I a strange sound while I'm cleaning my glasses. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a picture of Johnson in glasses. Did he wear glasses? You know, I don't know. Probably cheaters. Lyndon B. Johnson? Yeah. Hey, Siri, show me a picture of President Lyndon B. Johnson. Here are some images of President Lyndon B. Johnson from the web. Have a look. None of them have him wearing glasses. I didn't think so. Yeah. Well. Gosh, he looks a lot like my dad when he was older, doesn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. I should say my father looked somewhat something like him. He actually looks like my dad, too. 
do you think President Johnson was our dad? <laughs> oh my God, are we brothers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, well, here comes Clark Kent with a box of Crayola crayons. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually all the stolen H-bombs. All the stolen H-bombs. He's located them and will return them to their respective bases. But Baron X was gone when I arrived. I guess he saw me coming. Yeah, that's fishy. If this is the real Superman Clark Kent, there's no way that Baron X would have gotten away with that. And listen to this. It was a tough search. Took me almost an hour. And where were you looking, Superman? On the moon? <laughs> Again, another indication that this this duplicate version of Superman is not actually right. the real Superman. Luckily, our dad, President Johnson, was cleaning his glasses and didn't notice Clark Kent flying around in Clark Kent clothes. So the secret identity is still safe. Back at the Daily Planet... Oh, do you not love that drawing of Super Clark Kent... Typing, typing at, at super speed, speed yes. with the multiple hands just all over the place. Oh, I wish that there was smoke coming up from the from <laughs> the typewriter. <laughs> or just pieces of it flying off. Yeah. Uh, the real Superman arrives at work as Clark Kent to find Super Clark Kent already at work typing at super speed. Do you know I can almost type at the speed that people talk? Oh, yeah? Yes. Do you know yes. what? It's... I can't. I never learned to type. I and know. Hunt and peck. I know. You hunt and peck. After all these years, you can do so many things, but you cannot type. No. Uh, well, I remember when I was a when I was a graduate student. I was mm-hmm. and I was a young cub secretary looking for work all over Washington D.C. Yes. I got that Mavis Be- Mavis Beacon home typing course and spent hours and hours improving my typing speed, trying to get up to, to, to eliminate my errors. Um, and uh, and uh, so I could score an excellent uh, administrative assistant position, which I was pretty good. I got to work at the Smithsonian for a little while. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that Mavis B. John, what was it? Mavis Beacon. Mav- Mavis Beacon. Mm-hmm. God love her. <laughs> Served you well. You know my mother could do shorthand? Uh, she was actually, my mother did not go to college, but she went to secretary trade school. Yeah. And she she was amazing at shorthand. Um, well, then, didn't your father did court reporting? That's my father's a court reporter, so right? Well, uh, on a he, machine. Yes, my father could type at an incredible speed, and he would, did the uh, stenographer. He was he had the stenography machine, so he would just sit there and silently type away. Rob is prattling and saying nothing of any importance whatsoever. <laughs> uh oh, here comes Lois. Better get ready. Change to your Superman uniform. Actual Superman. Yeah. We'll pretend you're just stopped by to give me a news tip. That will lull Lois's suspicions about my secret identity for a long time to come. Mike Double did me a favor, all right? Yes, it will. Superman and Clark Kent, well, this is one of the few times I ever saw you two together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Lois is out of the picture now. Superman, uh, actually, Super Clark Kent whispers in super ventriloquism to meet me later at the Fortress of Solitude. Whispers to Superman. Uh huh. They meet at the fortress with the giant uh, air marker key. That's actually a key, which is too super heavy for anyone to lift, except super people. Um, you'd think you would have had some sort of biometric advice because I mean, in the 1960s when they were writing this, they did have 
Didn't they have? No, they didn't have eye readers. Um, what did they have? I did don't you know. See re- did you see biometric readers in any of those spy movies? I mean, probably James Bond, but which means it didn't actually exist yet. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, hey, there's the giant key I used to open the fortress. It's disguised as an airplane marker. Stop explaining things to me, Superman, as if I were a stranger. Since I'm your split-off double, I have your memory. Get with it, pal. <laughs> oh, right, Clark. I forgot you know everything I know. Um, inside the super hideaway, Superman takes a moment to feed his metal-eating beast in his interplanetary zoo. <laughs> here's, your, here's your grub. Some nice, tasty tin cans. <laughs> Um, Super Clark is going to prepare a surprise for his brother-in-arms. You know, Superman should have been suspicious about receiving some sort of special, um, uh, what are these, what, utility belt? Yeah. He's, like Batman's, you know. He, Super Clark has created a utility belt, mm-hmm. a Superman utility belt. Um, you can read the small print later, Superman, <laughs> to find out how all these things work. <laughs> Let's see. We have a magnetic beam, a green kryptonite neutralizer. Do you not love how he presses a button and uh, molten lead oh, yeah. shoots out like he's peeing on this kryptonite? Super hypnotism disc, dazzler pellets, and one pouch labeled secret surprise. <laughs> So, first, he wants to demonstrate the magnetic beam, so he takes a metal box and flings it across the room. And actual Superman is astonished because he says, how could you have forgotten? That unlabeled box with a loose cover contains green kryptonite. <laughs> so, name something you're, uh, that would poison you to death within minutes. Name something that would poison me to death within minutes. Within, I don't know. Let's say atomic waste. Okay, atomic waste, yes. Are you going to keep your atomic waste on a tiny little uh, floating shelf in a box with a loose lid? I, you know, and, if I had a, and unlabeled. If I had a secret fortress, yeah, I don't know what I'd keep. You know, if I had superpowers in a secret fortress, I mean, I, if, would I keep a box of something that would definitely kill me loose on a shelf? No. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Not only is something that would kill you, but the one thing on earth that will that kill, will kill you. you. Yeah, and he's in a super fortress. If he happens to forget and knock yeah, it over or pick nobody it up, else can get in there. No, nope, he's dead for good. Um, so Superman's going to be forced to pick up this piece of kryptonite with his super long tongs. <laughs> Relax, <sighs> Superman. I'll demonstrate my green kryptonite neutralizer instead. See? Molten lead squirts out and coats the green case safely. It looks like he's... I mean, if it was at a different angle, it would look Listener, like Listener, this molten is molten lead. lead squirting out from Clark Kent's... Midsection. ...belt buckle area, mm-hmm. which indeed does look like he's taking a piss on the kryptonite. <laughs> a hot metal piss... <laughs> Now, uh, Clark explains that Superman can test the whole belt later, but that this secret button right here will give you a real surprise. Press it at noon tomorrow. Press it at noon tomorrow. <laughs> Don't press it until then. You would press it. You would press it immediately right away. before immediately. he's even flown off. Yeah, me, I would be the stupid one. I would wait until press it right in the yeah, end. Yeah, of course you would. With my, with my watch. Okay, it's coming. It's coming up. I can't wait for the surprise. Now I'm not all the way stupid. I'd put the belt down on the floor and press it with the super long tongs and see what happened. Well, since I know what the secret surprise is, that wouldn't have saved you anyway. Uh, 
Okay, agree to disagree. <laughs> so later, when Superman changes back to Clark Kent in Metropolis, this is the actual Superman we're well, talking about. Well, I've read and memorized the detailed instructions for the gimmicks in this belt. Hmm, wow. How many seconds did that take? I'll um, wear it under my shirt. Others will think I've put on a, a little extra weight. <laughs> it's not that big of a belt. Uh, well, here comes a jewel store robbery as Clark's out there on the street fiddling with his belt buckle. <laughs> he presses the button for the Dazzler pellets. Dazzler. Create an intense flash of light that will cover up his change to Superman. Uh, he accosts the robbers as Superman and they start firing wildly around the street. They're trying to harm some bystanders, I would imagine. That's exactly what they say they're going to do. Oh, so I didn't have to imagine. He says, we'll blast the bystanders if you don't let us go. Luckily, he presses the button for the magnetic beam to draw all the bullets towards Superman. Okay, so I have to say, as a man who grew up in a household where my stepfather actually made bullets to Mm -hmm. use in the the, um, bullet range, I mean, in the firing range in the back of the yard, um, because we lived out in the country. Sure. Um... Bullets are not made of metal. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back up, folks. Don't get angry. Bullets are made of lead. Um, you melt down lead, and you pour them into a mold, and you press them, and then you let them cool. Um, the casings are made of metal that's other than lead, and that could be magnetic. But if you are using a special utility belt to draw the metal casings to you, that would happen only after the bullets were fired and they were expelled from the barrel. Right. These Which are... doesn't happen in handguns. What? They're actually, the when handguns fire, yeah. the shells remain in the handguns until they're expelled, until they're forcibly expelled by, by taking out the casing, emptying the shells and reloading. He says, "What? I'll just draw this magnetic beam to draw the steel-jacketed bullets away uh, toward me. Their getaway plan fizzled. Bullets are not coated in steel. These bullets are. They're steel jacketed. It says so right there. (laughs) I guess I could have explained that a lot quicker. Like this. Those bullets are not coated in in steel. There's no way that happened. It says it right there. I don't understand. It says they're steel jacketed. But they aren't. Well, how do you know? Are you doubting Superman? What does the internet have to say about it? Okay, I was wrong. There are steel bullets. You can buy them. However, for, uh, lead is 47% uh, stronger, or denser, and has more stopping power. Um, you can buy steel bullets for use in hunting because lead can poison so, uh, uh, what, you, what you kill. Right. But um, there, there are, so there are some steel-coated bullets, or you could buy steel bullets. But lead is preferred because it's denser and, um, and has more stopping power. Um, well, as you probably remember, uh, Metropolis has a local law on the books that you can only buy steel bullets. <laughs> because oh my God. Um, they're less deadly than lead bullets and give Superman a chance to stop them with his magnetic beam belt buckle. This is just an argument that is such a typical argument for what we have in our lives all the time. <laughs> 
Well, although we, uh, in fairness, we do laugh a lot. I'll say. Yeah. Don't look now, though, because Super Clark has secretly returned to Earth and is on the peak of Mount Everest. Now, listener, do you remember um, when I said earlier that Superman used his supervision to see the fingerprints on the cannonball? Mm-hmm. We're about to see a mask exposed. We're about to see who was really the uh, Clark Kent, Super Clark Kent version of, of the duplicate. And I do not understand how Superman did not see this. So I have an idea, but it's a uh, spoiler alert. Professor Vaycox, a Kryptonian criminal from the Phantom Zone, who had been trapped in the Phantom Zone since yesterday. Professor Vaycox, sometimes spelled hyphenated, though not in this case. Yeah, he'd been trapped there until yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was only the second Phantom Zone criminal imprisoned after Jaxer, who destroyed one of Krypton's moons. Uh, Professor Vaycox was sentenced to the Phantom Zone when he used his science to mutate some marine life on Krypton. And this is where they go to, in the Phantom Zone, to spend eternity? Yeah. I mean, can they die in the Phantom Zone? No, because they're phantoms, but they it was not intended for them to spend eternity. They had definite sentences, okay. but because Krypton was destroyed, oh. they're trapped there. Okay. Uh, unless Superman lets them out. Now, what you might not know is that all the Phantom Zone criminals can just creep around and spy on you all the time and read your thoughts and implant thoughts into your brain. All the time? Yeah. They could be right here in this room? Yep. Wow. They could be the ones implanting those false misconceptions about bullets into your head. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh... Professor. So if I have like, like really troubled, obsessive thinking about something, yeah. I could just say, "Oh, I must." Professor Vaycox made me do it. Okay, okay. I have to remember that one. Uh, so he is implanting some thoughts into Baron X on Earth, who builds the giant robot army at Vaycox's direction, and then steals all the atomic bombs, and. The nuclear blast momentarily rips open the Phantom Zone long enough for him to escape to Earth. Now he has to work fast to disguise himself as Clark Kent. Baron X supplies him with a suit and imitation synthoskin fingerprints, which are duplicates of Superman's. Mm -hmm. Now, you said a mask earlier. He says that he... Uh, is removing makeup in the previous page. And in this panel, we do see that he indeed does have a giant powder puff and a wig. So uh, he's just using makeup and prosthetics. Okay, so that face he's lifting off? His face <laughs> at the know, bottom of page 10? I know the... That uh, must be some incredibly durable makeup. Maybe it's like a mud mask or something where you just peel it off. Or like in Judy Jetson in the Jetsons when she wakes up and she has to go uh, talk to her friend on the, on the visiphone. Yes. And she puts her face uh -huh. on. Yes. Now, I know exactly why Superman didn't recognize him. Or didn't recognize it because as a disguise. Didn't want to? No. Why? Because uh, part of the disguise is glasses. And that fools everyone. Oh, even Superman himself. Yeah, of course. I wonder if he <laughs> just looks in the mirror in the morning when he puts his glasses on. He's like, oh, who's that? <laughs> he probably has a picture of himself so he doesn't scare himself when he wakes up. And of course, now that he's on Earth, Professor Vaycox has all the superpowers that Superman has. Of course. Because he's Kryptonian. Um, 
My whole plan led to giving Superman the super utility belt. And right now at noon, Metropolis time, that would be Eastern Mm -hmm. Standard Time, Mm -hmm. Superman is pressing the secret button. Ha ha ha. I'll watch on the Phantom Zone viewer that I picked up at this fortress. Phantom Zone viewer. Yeah, this confused me because is this like... uh, It's a lexophone for the Phantom Zone. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Because the, the belt thing was going to send Superman into the Phantom Zone. So exactly. now he can view into the Phantom Zone. Yeah, but somehow something doesn't quite go right, does Not it? Not quite. Uh, he sees... Well, he knows that the secret button was really a miniature Phantom Zone projector, which hurled Superman there in my place. Now Vacox can taunt Superman. I, I outwitted you. Now... The belt will create a hyper-explosion that will blow the whole Phantom Zone into a remote universe never to return. This is a pretty wicked look on the guy's face, isn't it? Yeah. You and all the the Phantom Zone prisoners will be exiled in a distant dimension, and when I've disposed of Supergirl, I'll be the only Kryptonian on Earth. Ha ha. Except for the citizens of Kandor. Oh, you can't forget about them. Right. Does he know about them? Apparently not. Know about the, oh, well, he, he should because he if should, he yes, because he's creeping around all the time. You should know these things, right? Yeah, and he was in the uh, um, uh, fortress, fortress earlier. Yes. and I know that uh, there have. I don't know if it's happened yet, but I know that Phantom Zone criminals who have served their sentence are then released into the Bottle City of Candor. So to recall on those people. No, if they've or if they've been reformed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. I will be the only Kryptonian on Earth, except for me, that is. It's Superman. He's not in the Phantom Zone at all. Mm, Superman's clever now. Yeah, but he sends Vacox right back there. I suspected you were a phony clerk at the fortress when you obviously didn't remember that I had a box of green kryptonite precariously placed on this floating shelf in an unmarked box with a loose lid. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Superman is called away after this kryptonite incident. He's called away on an emergency and then watches for the fake Clark Kent's return. Yes. And he finds him on the top of Mount Everest and uses the whirling hypnotizing disc from the belt making Vacox think that his plan has succeeded. It actually has not. He tosses the belt into space, and all's well that ends well. Yeah. We end with Lois Lane reading a fascinating book about twins. (laughs) The mystery of identical twins. Clark, this book is fascinating. Did you ever wish you were twins? He says, uh, that's the last thing I want, Lois. I'm glad I'm the only... The one and only Clark Kent. (laughs) (laughs) It ends with a laugh track and music. Yeah. Yeah. Good one, Clark. Now, we do have another story in this issue. But? But it's a reprint. And? And it's, I decided we'd just look at it because it's such a convoluted, also cute story. Okay. About Supergirl's 16th birthday. And I've got my first long dress. I can even have a date one night a week. 
I can paint my lips a little and rouge my cheek. I'm sweet 16, and I really must confess. Although this grown-up life isn't simple, I wouldn't change places with Shirley Temple. Poor little orphan. I know. So this is back in the days when Supergirl was still in the orphanage, cruelly put there by her. The day that she arrives. The day that she arrives. We'll just put you in this orphanage. Bye! I remember that. I actually do pay attention, and I remember that. Um, You know the problem I have, longstanding listeners, with Superman thinking he's the only survivor of Krypton. He has a family. He gets a family when he comes to Earth. An adopted family, yes. Um, he receives another visitor from Krypton. Mm-hmm. Well, he already had knew about Krypto, but uh, another human survivor of Krypton. It's his cousin. Improbably, mm-hmm. his first cousin, mm-hmm. whom I suppose he didn't know about until she arrived on Earth. Even making it more troubling that he just ships her off to an orphanage right away. Yeah, and, and also she's not evil. She's not Mm-mm. angry. She's not bitter. No, she's, she's so sweetest. happy to have to have landed and and finally met her cousin. Yes. Although I think he was supposed to be young when she arrived. There's some wasn't he? That's a modern invention. Okay, no. but, but so but you know she's supposed to be here. She's so excited. And he says, "Oh, I'm so happy to see you too. Now let's get you in an orphanage." And these are the days when you could have just you know typed up a letter and said her parents died in flood and I'm adopting her. Or he could have. She could have stayed with. Jimmy Olsen's family? Sure. Or Lois? Lois, Right? Yeah. He just throws her in an orphanage. Yep. Yeah. And makes her wear a wig. Or she (laughs) adopts a wig. I don't know what it is. You know, he just has to throw on glasses. Yeah. She doesn't... I was saying to you earlier, it makes me... It always makes me upset that his disguise is a pair of glasses. Sure. And hers is a... Dowdy old, dowdy old, nasty wig. wig, brown wig that she has to take on and off, and, and all of her other clothes, just like Superman does, to yeah. change into her outfit. And oh, wigs are so uncomfortable. Of course, I too have trod the boards. Yes, I can't. Could you imagine wearing a wig all the time as part of your everyday experience? Now, I know some people do choose to wear hair pieces, sure, for 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 their own personal reasons. Yeah. But but imagine wearing. A wig, and you can see the inside is like because you see it down there in that panel. It's all woven, mesh, uh-huh. red mesh, and and it's got a full head of hair on top of your full head of perfectly good hair. Yeah, not comfortable. Well, she is super. She can withstand a lot of discomfort. I'm sure. I'm sure she can. It's just poor thing. It seems so unfair. We have a fantastic splash page, uh, which involves Lori Lamaris, the mermaid. Uh, Superman's college sweetheart being attacked by an octopus Batman and Robin falling off a cliff into the ocean Crypto also plummeting into the sea being chased by Kryptonite Meteor and Supergirl all happening at the same time befuddled which one is she going to rescue first this is a fantastic imagery uh, compilation because it doesn't actually happen like that in the comics right Early one morning at Midvale Orphanage, as Linda Lee speaks to a young orphan friend, Frank Cullen. Frank's awfully excited because he's going to go caddy for Vince Gordon, the famous golfer. If I only had a dad like him. Hmm. My super intuition suggests I tag along after Frank. Uh, This is also the time, Rob, you might remember that 
Supergirl has not been revealed publicly to the population of Earth. She is I did not Superman's secret weapon. Okay. Um, not only is he putting her in an orphanage, but he's ordered her not to appear publicly as Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> Presently at the golf club, uh, it's awfully windy, and uh, but Vince Gordon's going to give Frank a chance to try a shot or two. Frank's a great golfer, but he's awfully nervous having to golf in front of his idol. Right. Vince Gordon. Uh, so Supergirl just takes over, uses her super breath to ace a couple of hole-in-ones. She changes the direction of the golf ball and does, does yeah, indeed he gets a couple holes in one. Hole, yeah. hole, holes in one? Hole, holes in one. Yeah. So what's um, the consequence I, of this? Well, at first I want to mention that this is a reprint and a few panels have been removed from oh, the original version. Okay. So in the original version, there are three holes in one okay. in a row, which clinches the deal. What a father and son team we'd make. Would you like to be my son, Frank? Wow. That's not what Frank says. Frank says, golly gee, would I? What if he hadn't made those holes right, in one? Exactly. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, oh, good job, Frank. Let's, let's take you let's back to the orphanage, son. <laughs> uh, now, it does say Vince was thinking of adopting him even before yeah, but he, this, but the, this, the this. holes in one clinched it. <laughs> Thanks, Supergirl. Um, back at the orphanage, Supergirl is watching a newsreel or something of Superman sinking some outmoded battleships. You know, they in, in practice, the military actually used to use, they used to sink battleships by using them for target practice. Is that where the game Battleship comes from? You sank my battleship. No, that came from actual war. Oh. <laughs> from the theater of war. But no, uh, that's they usually used to use uh, old ships and sink them. They used them as target practice. Now, Linda sure wishes she had a lot of important rescues to perform, like her cousin Superman. Minutes later, in the orphanage's empty playground, <laughs> a huge heat beam flashes down from the sky and melts the nearby mountaintop. Oh, my gosh. Which is made of copper ore. That seems like an unimportant detail that the mountaintop is made of copper ore. Uh, yeah, uh, she doesn't. She said, "I better investigate it fast." So she glances skyward with her telescopic vision. Yes, right, and sees a dreadful thing. And this next thing is something I didn't even know about until I read this comic. Of course, this is a classic reprint. Yes, but I thought, oh, how sad! How sad this robot sits. Inactive, yeah. inside of a hollowed-out tree trunk, um, a tree trunk. Now, in all weather, I told cold, you, hot, right, rain. I told you that some panels had been removed. Okay. In the original story, this robot had already replaced Linda when she went out golfing. Oh, and so that's why the robot says it's another emergency requiring Supergirl's help again. Most unusual. Very well, I'll take my mistress's place at the orphanage once more. Which also means that Linda always can only wear one dress because the robot only has that one purple dress. <laughs> you don't know that she doesn't have an entire wardrobe to switch into in that in that. Uh, what is not is like a Barbie that she goes out in the woods and changes the robots? look at the door to that tree trunk. That is not your ordinary tr- tr- interior of a tree trunk. That's a that's a palace. <laughs> it's not like Barbara Eden's bottle. <laughs> God! Also, ha- also had a birthday this week, the 23rd, oh. in case you were wondering. Mm. 
Um, no, I meant, do you think Linda goes out in the woods in the early morning and dresses her robot doll? Her doll. <laughs> Here we go. Let's try the yellow dress today. Um, you know, my mother had uh, a whole closet full of heavy knit clothing that she made for my sister's Barbie doll. Because she said that Barbie looked like a streetwalker. <laughs> I do remember that. And she wasn't allowed to wear the clothes off the shelf. She had heavy woolen things. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember your mother using this. The, I love to hear your mother use this word, streetwalker. Uh, so Supergirl changes into her action costume and flies into space because crypto's in danger. Mm. He knows that Superman is off in a distant part of the universe and crypto destroyed the mountaintop in a desperate attempt to attract my attention good dog i will say that um when we originally went into this you said we're just going to sort of piece through this but we're going at this at a normal pace like we do every other comic sure why not Hmm. um well what's gonna happen what it's a humvee i don't know Hmm. they're driving too fast i could tell you that well that's why i noticed it twitch your curtains nothing gets past me um, so Crypto is being abducted along with some other space animals by a strange spaceship and it's trapping Crypto in a bubble which has a kryptonite chain. So he's weakened, of course. And they know exactly what they're doing. Um, our dogs probably would not have the presence of mind enough to melt a mountaintop. If they were in trouble, they'd probably just crap themselves or something. Yeah. Oh, I hate to think of our dogs being captured in a bubble and by spacecraft and taken somewhere i'd be beside myself sure mm. where would you put the lost posters first of all uh, yeah because oh. it flew around in space yeah um supergirl studies the interior of the strange vessel and sees that it's operated by remote control mm-hmm. probably gathering specimens for a zoo on another world now she doesn't dare go close because of the kryptonite cable but there happens to be a space missile in orbit nearby, which she throws like a javelin and frees Crypto. Isn't he cute? Look at him wagging his tail now that he's free. <laughs> I bet he'll be careful about venturing too near to strange spaceships. You uh, would think so, but dogs don't learn lessons like that. Uh, no, and uh, isn't it funny? She doesn't rescue the other creatures. R- right, because uh, they're just not her pets so they can go to the zoo crypto's not her pet either well it's kind of same family mm. he's the family dog he gets to live in a house doesn't he uh with a family crypto mm-hmm. mm, i mean he sometimes lives with superboy when superman is a boy mm-hmm. but at this point i think he just romps around the universe he does have a dog house of solitude Floating on space, oh, which he built himself. God, are you kidding? No. Wow. And of course, he has his adventures with the space canine patrol agents. Wow. Tusky Husky and Hot Dog and <laughs> Mammoth Mutt. Who are the other ones? I don't know. Who's the one with the big tail? Teeth? Oh, Tusky tail Terrier. Husky. Uh, now she's got to return to the orphanage, and just then she hears a telepathic voice Lori from Atlantis. Come to the sunken continent at once, Supergirl. We need you desperately. Now, Lori the Mars, of course, was uh, Superman's college sweetheart, Mm -hmm. Clark Kent's college sweetheart. And he almost abandoned the surface world to go to Atlantis and marry her. My goodness. Yeah, but she did better. She married a doctor. 
Oh, good for her. She, yeah, she's better off where mm-hmm. she is. Better than being married to a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she dives under to Atlantis, where she finds Lori and her husband, Ronald, and Jero. Oh, my goodness. Last time she saw Jero, he telepathically read her mind and learned that she had a crush on him. <gasps> but we don't have time for that Mortifying. Drama, do we? Mortifying. Can you imagine? Mm. Atlanteans reading people's mind and whatnot. Um, they summoned Supergirl because Mallow, a criminal merman, is looting Atlantis and no one has been able to stop him. He has stolen Neptune's trident, mm-hmm. which has magical powers and whatnot. Uh, he repels the efforts of the Atlantean protective squad to stop him, but they're no match. So, Lori, I guess it's Lori, summons a pod of whales to attack him from behind. Yes, she's commanding them. And they have no luck either. No. They are repelled. Repelled. As if they struck a solid wall. They're rebounding. Um, so, it's all because of this magic trident that Mallow stole. Mm-hmm. He can perform the impossible. Soon he won't be satisfied with merely stealing. We have learned telepathically that he intends to forcibly rule us. Hmm. It's a coup in Atlantis. In Atlantis, yes. One might even say an insurrection. <laughs> You're our only hope, Supergirl, but can even your superpowers cope with the magic of the stolen trident? Well, everyone knows that uh, Superman, in addition to being vulnerable to kryptonite, is also vulnerable to magic. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't? No, I'm learning so much. It's like I'm, I'm, it's like I'm at university. <laughs> you know I should teach a course. You should. Maybe a elder hostel or something. <laughs> Continuing education. Uh, Mallow uses the trident to make Supergirl spin like a whirling wheel. Her powers won't work against magic. She's got to outwit him. Um, she asks Lori to lend her her most valuable treasure, which Lori takes from the wall safe, mm-hmm. a priceless heirloom necklace. But surely, Supergirl, you're not going to offer it to Mallow. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So she goes to this area under sea and tosses it to the ground. Oh, to, to, to a cave. Tosses it into the cave and says, want yeah. it? Come and get it. And Mallow bursts into song. Talks about himself in third person. Whatever Mallow wants. Do 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 do. Mallow gets. I've got the trident of Neptune. Try to stop me with your nets. But as the merman uh, rams his trident into the sea bottom, then grabs toward the bobble. Yes, just as Supergirl hoped, giant squids inside the cave, frightened by his presence, are releasing ink so he can't see them or the bobble. So she grabs the trident. Yes. And then quickly goes to the sunken ship, battleship, and fashions identical tridents in su- at super speed. Yes, she takes metal from a sunken ship and creates duplicate tridents and implants them in the ground and now says, let Mallow try to find the real one. It's like, uh, what's that movie with uh, the Holy Grail? Uh, oh, Indiana, uh, Jones Indiana Jones and the, and the Last Crusade. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, the room full of Holy mm-hmm. Grails. Um, 
Now, Mallow goes immediately to the real Trident. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what I don't understand here when I read this was that why did she go to all the trouble of taking all of those Tridents and putting them in the ground, and then she, he goes toward the right one, and then she just grabs him, and then they imprison him. She could have grabbed him without making all of those Tridents. True. Thank you. Uh, point, advantage, tutor. So, Supergirl turns Mallow over to the Atlantean police and heads back to the surface, puts her robot back in the tree. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Looking forward to some quiet downtime in the... Sitting inside the dark tree trunk. No, well, yes, I meant Linda was oh, looking awesome. forward to some quiet time here in the storage room that she's helping straighten up. Um, just then, Batman cuts in on all radio broadcasts, calling Superman. Robin and I need your help at once. We're trapped at a bat cave cave in. Cough. <laughs> They're running out of oxygen. Supergirl understands that the rescue is up to her because. Um, Superman's away in space. Unfortunately, she uses her supervision to look in on the robot tree, and there's a hunter out there. Now that we see the robot tree next to the hunter, yeah. that tree isn't as big as I thought it was. Isn't it's as also, broad as I thought it was. It's also not as isolated. It's in a very sparsely vegetated area of the woods. Right. I mean, it's, it's barely uh, broader than a full-grown man. On the inside, so right, and since it also has a, a clearly marked door cut into it, <laughs> I'm surprised no one's found that robot. Just opens it up. Well, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am waiting here for my mistress. Do you think she talks like Vicky on Small Wonder? No, she doesn't. Otherwise, this never would have worked. <laughs> so, uh, a Supergirl has an idea. She's worried about Batman and Robin suffocating to death, which gives her the brilliant idea to <laughs> miss. Suck all the oxygen out of the room so that everyone else there passes out. <laughs> this is bizarre. And she can change to Supergirl and escape before they come to. Now, she does know that Batman is secretly Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Which, She's got the goods on everyone. Well, and which this is unusual because there's something coming up at the end of the story. Okay. Um, she tunnels into the earth, into the Batcave... And repairs, I mean, I don't know what she's doing. It looks like she's doing the Charlie Brown hand wave just to make everything (laughs) better. Uh, She moves at super speed because, this is what I was alluding to, Mm -hmm. Batman and Robin, as far as she knows, don't know that she exists. She knows that he's Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't know anything about her. And so she's moving at super speed to repair the cave so that she can get back to the orphanage just in the nick of time for these other fellows to wake up from their oxygen-deprived sleep. I hope they don't have brain damage. Mm -mm -mm. She does mention that she performed the rescue in three seconds. Now, later that evening, she is summoned by Superman via superventriloquism Mm -hmm. to the fortress where he orders her to take off her costume. Right now! And those boots, too. My gosh. She's afraid that she's disobeyed somehow, and she's going to be banned from being Supergirl. Right. And fired from being Superman's super assistant. Luckily, that's not the case. 
he just wanted a chance to give her this pretty little lipstick case, which she can use to hide her Supergirl costume. She can compress it, super compress it, mm-hmm. her costume and boots, shove them inside the lipstick tube in case you ever have to conceal your costume quickly or remove it to go swimming. <laughs> oh, you know what I would do? What? I just send the robot swimming. <laughs> I need some exercise. Robot. <laughs> now he tells her to put her costume back on and meet me back in the uh, room, which has a pool in the floor and several entrances. Because here comes your sweet 16 birthday cake. Wow. There's only six people there. Why do they need that giant cake? Maybe crypto has a huge appetite. Probably. A- appetite. Um, they're all there. Batman Lori, and Robin, too. Lori, Ronald, and Jero with giant pearls from the seafloor. Batman and Robin with a Batgirl costume. Now, I was very curious about this because when this was originally printed, uh-huh. there was a Batgirl, Bat-girl, who okay. wore a red dress with a green cape. But I looked at the original story, mm-hmm. and the Bat costume in that story was colored gray and blue. Okay. So it was just... Uh, some kind of costume based on Batman's own costume. And of course, this was before Barbara Gordon Batgirl. So I was just all confused. Well, I was confused because there's Batman and Robin. Yes. And she had worked at super speed so that they couldn't see her. Well, right. Um, but as you said earlier, it's, it's strange, isn't it? No, because he says, uh, we thought we did a special, but it was pretending Neptune's trident was, of course, it was Superman disguised as Mallow. Oh. Um, and he arranged all these things. He was using super breath to make the windy day at the golf course. Um, and Laurie was mentally ordering the whales to bounce back. The Batcave cave-in was arranged by me. And, of course, Batman and Robin can be trusted with the secret of your existence on Earth. Okay. So this apparently is the first time they're learning of it. And there's a giant head of uh, Supergirl. Supergirl looking in at the people of Kandor. Yes, the Bottle City of Kandor have arranged a special uh, light bright display <laughs> for Supergirl's birthday. And there's a whole Supergirl room with a statue of Supergirl. Yes. Well, up to this point, she had not had her own space in the... Fortress of Solitude. Oh, this is her sixteenth birthday present—a private little make her choke. salon. As you see, choke. Happy birthday, dear Supergirl! What a lovely image. <laughs> uh, portraits on the wall of her as Supergirl and as Linda Lee, and a portrait of the doomed city of Argo City, where her <laughs> the rest of her people, Exploding. as far as like, she knows, died. Right. Um. Yes, it's a it's a portrait of Krypton exploding and Argo <laughs> City, the domed city, being flung off into space. Yeah, great. Happy birthday. <laughs> Hope you like this life-size figure of you and these wonderful Painting fo- paintings the to remind of you your of home world. your origin story. Yeah. Well, I liked how bonkers this story was. No kidding, bonkers. Well, that's the kind of surprise I'd like to get on my birthday. Just all kinds of zany adventures. And then in the end, it turns out that it's, I see you planning right now. Yeah. At the end, it turns out it's all just crazy schemes invented by you. 
or someone. I'm not saying you have to do it. You could probably buy a package of some kind That'll online. Take a while. What? To play, I, I would totally do this. I know you would. Yeah, zany adventures for you. Um, do you have anything else to add? Well, late happy birthday to you this month. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Of course, I think I gave you a pretty awesome birthday present. I should say so. Stay tuned, listeners, because you might have uh, another thing to follow soon. <laughs> and uh, you can find us on social media at Go Go Check Pod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts from. And you can find us back here next week with Adventure Comics. Yes. Bye. Bye. Let's get better. Let's get better.